Good evening, Monadnock Region, and welcome back to the Space Lounge. Once again, another special Christmas episode of Go Mo Tonight, the Monadnock Region's only locally focused weekly comedy podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, it is the 7th of December. We're recording unusually on a Wednesday this week ahead of this. And I'm your host here in the Space Lounge, Christy Loretto. Joined by my lovely co-host Zoe Roten Heinzman, and as I mentioned, you know this, you know, so we can expect this episode to come out around the fourteenth or fifteenth, and um, this will be our our second. Well, so it's sort of funny because if you think about it, right, last week's episode, um, which which at the time of this recording hasn't uh, even come out yet, so. I don't know what kind of reaction it's going to spawn in certain ways, but you know, it's titled the Holly and the Ivy, which is a Christmas sort of until you listen to the episode. It's a, it's a Christmas song anyways. Right. And we had set out to make it a Christmas themed episode um, in which we would cover a couple of topics, which needed to be talked about first. Right. But I don't think we really did a lot of Christmas in the, in the end, um, no, some, we didn't, we didn't have our hats. That was no, we didn't. We didn't have the hats. Um, and the reality was, when we recorded it, we were coming up on the hometown holiday weekend, but it had not yet arrived. And I will say that while I've I've never been, there's never really been a moment when I've been feeling grinchy or anything. Like for me, like the full on holiday fervor truly kicked in. Like the, the, the hometown holiday weekend really helped um, put me fully in, in gear for that um, sort of thing. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. So we're and not going to talk about any local politics, no um, planning boards or community centers or anything that is. We might talk about some, some local stories, um, <laughs> some of which are dark, but um, not political and we're going to keep it holiday focused. That is the, that is the plan. <laughs> What's, and actually to, for the sake of um, being multicultural, I, I honestly should know this. Um, but in terms of when this episode comes out, ah, interesting. So Hanukkah this year begins on the evening of Sunday, December 18th. So this is in fact yeah. our pre, our pre Hanukkah episode. Um, so, um, if anybody wants to invite me to hang out by the menorah, I am available. I mean, I have, I'm not, I mean, I sort of have a busy schedule, but I will make time. I will, I will make time, uh, between the 18th and the 26th. Um, if, if you would like to invite me to your Hanukkah event. Do you have any Hanukkah events that I, you're going I to? I have no Hanukkah events, although I will be similarly free because um, the Christmas carol will be will be finished before Hanukkah begins. And that... It'll be finished like as Hanukkah's beginning, right? Because isn't that like I, a 2 p.m. Sunday? It's like a 1 or 2 p.m. Is that Sunday? Is the 18th yeah. Sunday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yes. Because that's, be that's the performance I'm probably going to go to. Yes, and there's another one after that. There's two on Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about the first one for some reason. I forget why I liked that one better. But because where's the second one? An excuse to go to Keene. Hmm. Yeah, I guess, but isn't this where's the second one? The second one might be a private show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna that say might like be why it, you I, was, I don't, don't know, know if it. I remember that one. Um but yeah, you know, hey, why not? Because um, by the time people listen to this, there will be several performances left. So let's, um, I don't think we talked about this last week. We might not have. So my my kids who are, well, by the time this episode come out comes out, I'll have an eight-year-old and a nine-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, and they're among the youngest cast members of Project Shakespeare's Christmas Carol. And they are just so cute and they do so much singing and it's so sweet. But beyond just like the cute kid factor, like it's all like the teenagers who have the main roles are like are really great. I've I've been to so many of these rehearsals over the past month and just like watching it transform from like people awkwardly reading out of a binder to like last weekend I was trying to do some work and I kept like 
watching it because it's like, oh, it's like a play now. It kept mm-hmm. catching my attention and being like, oh, wow, there's like emotion and like drama happening right here. And it just kind of like happened. It's very cool. Very cool to witness this yeah. coming together, you know, of this performance. Have um, we said the name of it? Christmas Carol. Yeah, I said a Christmas Carol. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Say, should we tell them it's a Christmas Carol? Uh, <laughs> and and if um you know, I I've only had the good fortune of seeing one performance um put on by this group, but I think that probably some in the audience have seen many more than that. But anybody who's familiar with the reputation of Project Shakespeare um is that they, you know, they they really do um uh put on just s- such high quality um, performances yes. um, with children. I mean, I saw a Midsummer Night's Dream. I think it was in 2021 in the Cathedral of the Pines, and like it was great. Like it, you know. I mean, yeah. It just it feels like it feels so cool to. It's just another one of these amazing arts opportunities that we mm-hmm. have in yeah. the, in this region. Like yeah. not only for for an attendee, but like for kids to be able to work with with like i don't know this level of of expectation and like deborah thurber deborah shakespeare thurber is like she's great like she's a pro and she's yeah. like pulling stuff out of them you know that i don't know it, it's just really cool to watch it's, yeah it, it's yeah. another well, it feels really lucky. To, to to be able to have that kind of access to a pro you know that there that there's yeah. a, a pro of that level with those kind of abilities to like bring that sort of thing out of kids who's here and just doing this, you know? Right. Um, and like, yeah, I mean like that's, that's pretty sweet. It is. It is. It's pretty so cool. If you want to see this uh, show, there's two performances on Saturday, December 17th. There's 2 PM at the Peterborough UU church, 7 PM at the first church in Jaffrey. We will, my kids are not in that one. So don't recommend that one. Um, then Sunday, Yes, Sunday at 1 p.m., December 18th at Gathering Waters uh, Charter School in Keene. And then there is a super special performance, which is Friday, December 16th at 7 p.m. This one costs a little bit more for your ticket, but you get like a buffet of special holiday desserts. And it's like a fundraiser. um, Do they give you wine? I don't know, but I heard there might be plum pudding. I think it's like... Dickensian era desserts. I don't know if that's, I don't know really what that means, but it sounds yeah, yeah. cool. No, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, if I, um, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it is wonderful. You know, it's, it's just that when I, when I'm like, will there be wine? And someone says, no, but there will be plum pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> didn't mean it was like a concert. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know if it scratches the same itch, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't know how plum pudding is made. It might be like a fruitcake, you know, type yeah, yeah. fermented. I don't either. I, I no, I tr- yeah, I'm not, I'm truly not sure. Might um, be boozy. Did you have, um, before the tree lighting, did Mandy give you one of her um, whiskey balls? She did, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. That was boozy. That's good. Yeah, I was thinking about that when I was thinking about boozy plum pudding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If plum pudding is like that, then it scratches the same itch, for sure. Uh, Then then I would be, like, wasted watching your kids perform (laughs) in a play. Scrooge should have listened. He could. He <laughs> should have listened to the first ghost. <laughs> we should clarify that Mandy was not giving these out as a bribe to the cookie jar. Oh yeah, to, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, and 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 you know, it, and if she was. Um, you know, it it's like, can you imagine like bribing cookie judges and still only getting third place? You know, um, that would kind of, <laughs> you know what you I mean? You didn't like, want to like any, you didn't want to give like bad appearances. So you're like, yeah, you're like you don't make it obvious, right? It's like when you copy on a test, but you get a couple wrong just yes. in case. It's like, I'm going to bribe you. Like I want some honor, but if you give me all the honor, people will think it's suspicious. So... <laughs> She's like, just get my name read <laughs> at the tree lighting. 
<laughs> just want to hear it. <laughs> oh, no, but, um, you know, so yeah, so go, go see this play though. It's going to be, it's going to be really cool. And it's, um, it's a great way to spend. And, and as, as we've sort of been talking about, like as each holiday weekend goes by the, the number of like public and like group and like big events goes down and down and down and down. So this being, you know, the weekend of the fourth Sunday of Advent, it's the, it's the last weekend before Christmas, but there's all these, you can go see a Christmas Carol still. Um, and, and I'm, I'm really happy about that being, um, being stretched out like that. So great opportunity and uh, many options, uh, for you to choose from. So do that, but yeah. Um, so we had a great time though. I mean, some of you probably saw a couple of our videos, uh, from the past weekend, but like, you know, home to, you know, we may have talked about it on the show last week. Um, but it came up several times with, you know, some of the movers and shakers that we talked to throughout the course of the weekend. And I think that there's actually a lot of agreement on this subject, uh, which is that we, we want to, take some of the things in the weekend and, and move them into other weekends as well. Like the lantern parade would be great. For example, um, like doing the tree lighting and having cookies and Santa all at the same time, like that absolutely makes sense. Um, but like, yeah, like I said, maybe doing the lantern another, another weekend, maybe doing like the trees at the rec center over a couple of weekends or, you know, like, or, you know, just not, not just the one weekend, like, um, and, I just, I never made it to the trees. I didn't either. I know. I'm so, I, I I didn't, um, so I spent Saturday, you know this, but, uh, the audience doesn't know. I spent Saturday pretty much, um, like getting a Christmas tree. It was rainy day. So it was, it was not, um, you know, a storybook, um, Christmas type of day. Um, but I, um, wanted to put up a bunch of lights outside and, and we got our tree. We went out to just a little shout out Fitch's corner out in Milford. Um, and the reason that I, I want to throw them a bone is because I am forever grateful because in 2022 or 2020, right. Which is everyone knows was a bummer of a year in general. It was in general a bummer of a year, but it was a real bummer of a holiday where, you know, some of us were doing like, see, you know, you got out of town, right? Or didn't or didn't no. you didn't? I did not leave town. I I was banned from my parents' house. Did we do a secret gathering? Not on Christmas. No, oh, we should have. Um, no, I just sat on the couch and just was depressed for like oh, three weeks. No, oh, well, it's a sad time. I'm sorry that's we didn't. The, that's do when it. the COVID times really hit me. That was my hard time with. COVID. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was rough. It was rough. Um, I do. I regret not doing more secret things that year, but I was also in the course. We had half of our apartment packed and like things were like very fraught and chaotic. Oh, no. Um, we, you know what? We watched the Revels. We had a secret Revels gathering. Okay. Before. I was going to say, I thought we did yeah. something. Yeah. Maybe not on, funny. maybe not on the day, but like close to it though. Yeah. Um, and we did go to high five. For the solstice. On the solstice. Yep. Right. Because that's when there was the, um, the convergence. Convergence. The, um, yeah, the star of Bethlehem. We couldn't even see it um, or anything, but um, it was a nice gathering anyway. So we did yeah. do some things, All right. you know, but she everything had to be muted and everything. Like we couldn't put out, nothing could be public. It was just very frowned upon. You know, people were not in a very cheerful mood. And because we were packing up to move, we didn't get a tree, you know, until later in the year than usual. And we were like, this is a, it's a pain, you know, but then at some point it became morose and, uh, you know, we were like, we need to get a tree and just like everything else in 2020, there were problems and nobody had any trees. And like, people were like, like all of these places, we weren't, we weren't looking for cut your own. We just wanted to buy a real tree, but like all the lions club trees were gone at, like at, in, in all the towns, like in every town, right? Like temple, Peterborough, like all of those trees were gone house by the side of the road had no trees. Um, every, nobody had any trees and somebody, and I, if I remembered who you were, I would say your name right now. Cause it was grateful. Somebody commented on a post, an angry post that I made about this. And they were like, try Fitch's corner. And we drove out there and it's, it's this little like farm stand, basically like, um, 
it's like if you um, if you're coming from here, like you know, you take that left after like Ziza Pizza, and you just go out into the middle of nowhere, and and on that particular night, like I said, it was just bad vibes generally. Not a lot of Christmas around, and as we're driving, it's you know it's really dark, and there's this like we we even tried like another place before we had gone here, and there and there was no trees, no like it was just so. After after the year that we had had, it was just depressing and everything. And there was this place all lit up, like this oasis of warmth and Christmas cheer. And we got out and there was like plentiful, normal-sized Christmas trees. And it's just these nice people who run this farm stand, you know, like, um, and they, you know, they saved my my spirits that year, you know, and just by being there and having the lights on and having trees. And so I am very loyal. And so, yeah, so we went out there. And so I just didn't have time to do any of the Saturday things that were on offer, which was a lot, you know, there was the the Greenfield parade and there was, um, Mm. handles Messiah. And like, there was like all kinds of stuff. Um, and so I just didn't, I just didn't get to see all of it. Um, but Friday night we had just a, a, a wonderful time. We ended up um, g- have, doing a little Goman Adnock led Christmas tree lighting, um, it, you know, unexpectedly. Um, I had the pleasure of, um, oh, see, this is terrible. Um, I had the pleasure of judging the cookies along with Tyler Ward and, I want to say Lindsay, but the very lovely woman who runs the macaron store. Yes, her name is Lindsay. Okay, great. Okay, good. I'm so glad I didn't get that wrong. Um, I, I had never met it's, uh, Tyler. We all know Tyler. Um, still refuses to come on the program, but we, you know, we uh, we're all familiar with him, anyways. Um, but I had never met Lindsay before, and um, you know, she was a real pleasure. She, she was, you know three judges of cookies. She's a, a baker, right? So she's the professional among us, you know, but we, um, jived together very well. And, um, it was just, it was so fun to eat all of these cookies that had been brought down to the townhouse and to like sort of grade them together verbally. And what was, um, and, and I guess we couldn't have planned this and there was no way to know that this would happen. But what was really cool was, that in terms of like the top three cookie choices, we were all in consensus pretty much right off the bat. Like we, we had some discrepancies between us about the order of the three, but we very quickly were able to um, talk it through and get Mm -hmm. in line, which there was like 20 different, I mean, it might be exaggerating a little bit, but probably like 15 or so cookies, different cookies that we ate in the competition. There was probably 20 total, but like there were some that were obviously just um, like Shaw's bakery or whatever. And we didn't consider those. Um, and they, and they weren't intended to be entered. We weren't like scorning yeah. an entry. They weren't intended to be they were just entered. extra cookies. They were just there. Yeah. And but it's similar um, to the, to the Chiesta Cuticus. Yeah, true. That is true. We had a ton of consensus or like general consensus on that as well. Um, Absolutely. It it was like that. Um, I'm glad we didn't have to do as many rounds of the cookies as we did with the pizza. Um, Yes. Because that was. Tasting 15 cookies is like doable in one sitting. Yes. Tasting. We we weren't in, for for those of you who wonder, you you know, I, um, and maybe there's people who, I'm sure there's people who could accomplish this, but like we were splitting cookies in three, like we weren't each eating an entire one of each of these cookies, which I didn't really even think about until I, you know, got there. And I was like, wait, yeah, I was like, yeah, you can't, you can't have a whole cookie of all of these cookies, even if you want to. Um, that's ridiculously like you wouldn't feel good afterwards, you know? (laughs) Um, but yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, the the three winners were um, God. I forget the second place um, oh, winner's name. Too. It's it's well, it's in our video. If you, if you want to if you want to go and look, we can link to the video. But first place was um, was Roxanne Roxanne Loudon. Many 
many people know Roxanne, I think. Um, she had these cookies that were um, like peanut butter and chocolate with black sea salt on it, you know? And maybe that sounds good to you. It doesn't actually sound good to me. Um, I don't like peanut butter cookies at all. And I do like salt, but I, it, it's still, when you say that to me, it still sounds questionable in a, in like a Christmas cookie. Right. But like, you know, I, again, I really, I don't, I don't really like peanut butter in general. And I could tell that this, um, was, was going to be a peanut butter cookie, you know, but I'm like, you know, whatever, I'm a judge. I can be a good sport. I can take a bite of a peanut butter cookie. Like I'm not allergic or anything. Right. Like let's say, and I bite into this thing and, and you get this like light peanut butter followed by like a wave of like chocolate chips. And I didn't even realize that it was sea salt at first. And, and then I just, I'm like, is that, is there salt in this cookie? And, but it, in a good way, like it was just this like perfect wave of like, wow, that like little salt kick at the end, like, damn, that was good. Um, and so like, yeah, for the uniqueness and the complexity and the like succession of flavors, um, that's what, that's what won that over. Um, but second place was actually a, a, a simpler palette choice actually it was um i forget the name of them but they're they're the kind of cookies with like a little bit of jelly in them and um they were shaped like little men um the little sandwich little jelly sandwich cookies and they were just delicious um the you know just straight up um great balance of cookie and jelly and um flavor mat uh, just awesome um and what mandy did is um she took like italian Anisette cookies, which are my favorite, and my mother makes like hundreds of them every year. Um, but as and she explained this to me, and I and I love it. Um, and you know, a lot the, the thing with the anise cookies is that they're like 50-50. Like half of people like eat these and they're like, these are fucking great, like these are awesome cookies. And then half of people are just like, this just tastes like black licorice, it's awful, get it away from me right? It's very polarizing cookies. So mm. she modified the recipe and instead of anise, it was with a hint of mint and not too much mint either. It was, it was with just a bit of mint and it worked, it, it worked so well. It was just like exactly the right note. We're like, I thought I was just taking a bite of a regular anise cookie and like the frosting tasted normal and the consistency is right. And then you just get this like little waft of like, oh, that's mint. Oh, interesting. And it worked and it was good. Um, so three cheers to that. We, we, this was our first annual cookie contest in the town and there will be more. Yeah. I, that was the first thing Mandy said to me is like bigger plans for next year. So. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah and we got, what's, go ahead. What's funny about Roxanne's cookie. I don't know if you saw her. She posted an Instagram story. Like she did not mean for the salt to be black. And she was actually worried. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> she was like, that was the only salt that she had. And oh, she was because like, the dog ate like a batch of the cookies. She did say she lost she, a lot of cookies. Yes, I think the dog ate a bunch of dough. I don't think the dog ate the salt. Oh yeah. They weren't finished. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right. But she, but she was like, Oh man, I have these weird looking cookies. Cause all I had is black salt. But then I, I like told her like, no, I, I overheard some of the judging and everyone thought that they were just like so beautiful and like, <laughs> well presented cool. they did have they had this like like uh it looked like a black like constellation of stars like scattered yeah. across like they it was like the 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 salt wasn't like evenly sprinkled like like jimmy's or something on the cookie it was like the cookie had this like it was like slightly swirls between like the brown and like the lighter color of the peanut butter with like this like black like not a solid stripe but this like speckled stripe going across it or like a band, yeah. you know, like, um, and it did, it looked artistic. Like it was like a, like yeah. I definitely thought it was supposed to be that way. <laughs> Not meant to be black, but sorry. What were you, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, so, um, we, we have, uh, like practically a friend of the pod, even though he hasn't come on, he's, we, we've talked about him many times, but, um, Luca Paris, the, um, head of the, Greater Keene and Peterborough 
chamber. Uh, we got to meet him because it, it turns out, and, and I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but nobody like said this to me before I consented to being a judge. I, I, but like I, either way, I, I am amused by it. But the chamber was actually putting on all of this um, at the townhouse and, and the tree lighting itself, um, which, hey, for for all that I've said and, and all my feelings about the, the Peterborough chamber being swallowed by Keene, this was a good thing to do. And it was a, a well done um, event. And w- we believe there wasn't a lighting last year, right? Or the year before, right? I, or was it just the lantern walk that was canceled? Both. I don't think there was a lighting last year. I don't think there was I an un- event. I had COVID. I honestly Yeah, that's don't right. Remember. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know. I don't think there was. I didn't go to one. And I usually wouldn't miss something like that. You know, it would be yeah. pretty unusual. And I didn't. I bet there wasn't. I, why would they cancel the parade and not the mm-hmm. tree and not the thing. So, yeah. So, I mean, the chamber brought this back after a couple of year hiatus and they were doing a good job. And yeah, we, it was, it was actually great to meet Luca. We, we um, have plans to talk more and we, we did at the time actually talk about some of the ideas, some of the things that we've talked about on the show for different holidays and stuff. And um, I think that there's a lot of uh, alignment there. So we look forward to, um, to, to talking some more and, um, and, you know, we, 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 you know, we still like to have them on the show as well. But that was a lot of fun, and that's how we ended up lighting the tree because, <laughs> because it was a it was a chamber thing, and like you know, I mean, God love them, but the only um, town officials there were um, Nicole and Tyler, neither of whom had any desire to like publicly officiate the event. Um, so, and and Luca felt, and I think quite correctly, that it probably shouldn't be a keen person who actually lead. He, he did plug it in, which I, I thought was all right. Um, that's okay. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to him. Right. Um, but he thought that it wouldn't be the best for the, for somebody from Keen to, to actually like read off the cookie winners and, um, do the countdown and introduce the mountain Valley singers. So he said, that, you know, um, why don't we do it? And I said, yeah, uh, we were down. We were, yeah. we were, we were, we were ready for it at a moment's notice <laughs> and it was a lot we're of fun. And we had a tree lighting. Yeah, exactly. I am always good for a tree lighting. And uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, lovely countdown that the town did. It was, it was a really nice um, gathering tasteful white lights this year going up the tree. And, um, and then we raced across town to, uh, go see our friends at max T and that's actually, that's actually what started this whole train of thought in my mind, because I wanted to give them props for having wine, um, uh-huh. <laughs> going to taking things full yes. circle. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they were having a gallery opening and, and the gallery is still there all the way through the end of January. And it's uh, called the small works show, um, holiday, small works gallery or something, small works. From several oh, different artists. Holiday Small Works show in their new gallery. So Max it's like a new- gallery. Yes, this yeah. is the official Max T gallery. Um, lovely space um, with, um, there's like uh, s- some walls dedicated to the art as well as some sort of like pillars um, that have sculptures and then like some other like installations on it. Uh, real cool though, it was, so cool that it's a new gallery the works being presented and this is the gallery has been there for a little bit of time, but the only things displayed there have been from max T specific like members and, and artisans. Right. So this is the ha- first and one. It hasn't been that long. No, 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 it's new. It's, yeah, it's new. Yeah. It's new either way. And this is the first thing that was open to public submissions. Um, so it's, so it's cool that the gallery's there, the, the works that are in it are cool to see. And it was just a, it was just a nice event. The kind of thing that we always like to have more of around. There was music from Eve Pierce, which, um, as it, you know, she, she's a lot of different places. Um, if you, if you, you know, um, between the waking Finnegan stuff and like, we just saw her at the Sondheim thing. And then she was again at the, at the gallery, just singing solo, but like, yeah, she can just do that. Um, yeah. You know, and she they had wine. Was she playing a ukulele? She- yeah. It might've been a ukulele. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
yeah, it, it's always so nice to hear her. But yeah, she was even sing, she was even singing a song that I hate when we walked in. It was it was almost hilarious. like I almost burst out laughing. Um, I don't even want to go on a rant about this song, so I'm not going to say what it was. But it sounded it was it, it was like I I had to admit that um, it it was sung very well. It was you know. Well, I almost um, made a comment about it while we were there. But. I'm surprised you didn't because um, I because like I said I'm I was just like are you serious. Um, Cause it's like, it's like, I'm like known for hating this song. Like just since then in the time since that day, there was some, it was like a meme about it or a video or something. I don't even remember what it was, but like a friend of mine, like, ta- like Pat Noble, he tags me in a comment in it just to mess with me, just because he knows how much I hate the song. And because he knew that like seeing it would put the, it's a very catchy song. Um, it's a song that a lot of people love. Um, I'm not going to say it, I'm not going to say it, but in any case, um, she went on to sing other more lovely songs, (laughs) (laughs) but just, but yeah, so they, but they had some snacks, they had some cheese, they had wine. Um, it was, it was very nice. And they were, they were giving tours of the, um, of the makerspace, which is always nice. And, um, there, there, a couple of people expressed regret that we didn't get to see it, but have you seen it before? I have seen it before. Have you I not? Haven't. Oh, we should have taken, we should have like demanded it. I, I should have been more on that. I didn't think about, I didn't realize you hadn't actually seen it before. No. Oh, well, I can see it another time. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't you sound so disappointed. Like I don't, we'll, we'll, no, we'll get Roy, I would, no, I we'll get Roy on this, and um, well, <laughs> I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm sure we can we can arrange we can arrange something. I had to um, like go home and eat pizza. It like, was no, it was it was it was a very busy um, evening. You know, we 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 had just done the you know the the cookies and then the tree and the um, you know the mountain valley singers mountain um, shadows. Mountain Shadow, sorry. <laughs> I like that, yeah, Mountain Valley. Um, <laughs> no, it's much more ominous than that. <laughs> yes, it, it is, actually. It is. Um, so, and and then jetted across town. But so this is, but it is, it is. So great event, right, on, on, on all counts, right? But another example of where a few phone calls between people that plan things like could have made it so that there wasn't eight things specifically from five to seven right. on, um, you know, I mean, the, even the first it, weekend of December. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and first Friday, just God love them, but they're so rigid about that five to seven thing, you know? Um, I, um, I, <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate it. Not, not to, you know, no, no offense. I love fr- first Friday is great. It's not that I hate first Friday. I just, I hate it that it's just five to seven. Like my Friday night doesn't start until then, until that's over, you know? And like five to seven for me is like, that's like when I'm getting my shit together, you know, like, that's like, you know, like, cause like work has ended, but like, I mean, I, I have people over a lot on Friday nights, you know? So like, it's like, I have to get like the food has to be gotten ready and like things have to, has to be cleaned. And like, I'm going from week mode to weekend mode. And you know, I, I want this to be like five to nine, you know, or like six to eight. If it it can only be two hours, you know, like, um, yeah, that does make more sense. Six to eight, at least. Uh, yeah. Compromise. And you know what? While we're, while we're just telling everybody how to do their business, um, you know what I've always wanted to see on First Friday that never happens? Or if it does, maybe I'm ignorant of it, but I've been, I don't think it happens typically anyways. And maybe this is just something that we should take up with um, like the new owners, like whenever that actually happens. But like, th- I want the toadstool open late on first Friday. Oh yeah. And I want there to be like, ideally there would be like a reading or like some sort of event at that time. 
It's a good idea. You know? Um, Another event in that same two hours, though. But No, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, so. (laughs) No, I I know. So caveats here, caveats here. If we're going to do those two hours, I at least want to see the toadstool open. But what I really mean when I say that is that I want it to shift later and have the open bookstore. Yeah. With people doing like literary things yeah. and wine. And wine. And wine. Um, but anyways, it's not a diss on first. It's not a Friday, Friday party with wine. Just saying. What's that? We threw a first Friday party. Oh, with yeah, wine we did. Yeah, we absolutely did. And it was great. No, so it was we, awesome. Yeah. So we, we like, I don't know. We put our money where our mouth is on this. Yeah, we week. have done this. Yeah, we're not, yeah, we're not just shooting from the hip here, you know. Um, we, we know, we know of which we speak here. Um, but so anyways, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to rag on um, First Friday, but like First Friday, very set in their ways, five to seven. And then tree lighting, the tree lighting probably should be five to seven. That actually seems like an appropriate time for that. And and they did the lighting at six, you know, so it's not even like you have to be there right at five, you know, like that makes sense to me. Yeah. Everyone kind of does tree lightings around five or six. That's like a normal time. That's like the yeah. time that you kind of do that. Right. Um, so that's cool. But like, then maybe like the gallery opening could have been six to eight. Right. So yeah. that like you, you could, more easily do both. And then, and then you could, you could piggyback off of it and and tell people you're going to be out. You're going to be at the tree lighting already pop over here for some cheese and wine before you do anything else, you know, and go see some art and like really make a Friday night of it. So even if that was going to be in the same weekend and on the same night, like you could stagger it, you know, so that we're doing all these different things. Especially, especially if you have like, kids along which a lot of the people for the like santa cookie thing yeah tree lighting thing did like two hours is not that much time to like actually get children moved from like place to place totally it's like totally there's just there's just like no way that you can like move them from you know here to there to like then back to see the to see the trees at the at the community center like the you know, you have to pick, you have to like pick two maximum things in a two hour period, I feel. You do. And but. the other, the other comment that I have on that score that it, it is relevant to the moving children from place to place thing too, is that like, and th- this is actually probably the worst offense of them all, right? Is there shouldn't have been anything going on at the community center while there was this going on at the townhouse and at Putnam Park. Like that is the least sensible of any of these conflicts of time, because at least first Friday is basically the same place. It's but, the same yes. general area. Right. And, um, and max T is something different, right? So it's not specifically Christmas. It is, right. it's an art opening, you That's know, true. so it might even appeal to like a different crowd of people, but like probably the same sort of person who wants to carol by a fire, around a collection of Christmas trees at the community center is a similar demographic to the people who want to eat Christmas cookies and shop at the townhouse for vendors and see the Christmas tree lit up. And they're both sort of town events. Yeah. Happening in competition with one another at the same time. I feel feel like we're, we're, we're retreading some of what we talked about last week though. Now we've just lived through it though. That's all. We, we've just we've just come out the other side, and um, and it was great. So the so that's the thing is that like the weekend was great. We'll spread it out next time. Um, but we, we had a bunch didn't of fun. Even talk about the lantern parade yet, though. I know we haven't even gotten there yet. The lantern yeah. parade was awesome. It was awesome. Maybe there's just and not maybe there's not that much to say. You just have to there's not as much to comment on it because I I have no criticisms of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do it on a different weekend, but we've we've had that conversation, and I've even started putting that out there to people involved with it. Um, so that conversation has already begun. And, you know, we've made, you know, if you watched our, our video footage of it, there's a lot of jokes about some of the giant lanterns that were made, which were all beautiful and wonderful. Um, but there was one that was an owl that was a, a favorite of many people, but some people 
felt that it was a lobster. And some people, it was actually other, there were other factions that called it a moose. And um, we want to see those animals intentionally (laughs) (laughs) as lanterns. Um, There's some demand among the populace um, for that sort of thing. Um, So so next year you can go to the giant lantern making library workshop and make the lobster lantern of your dreams. I was disappointed. I did. There was one lantern workshop. I think it was the last one. And Corinne had told me about it a couple days beforehand. And I was, I was almost going to go, but like there, there was conflicts that night. Um, it didn't, um, you know what? I might've been, um, cause it was like Tuesday at like five and it was, I think Manny's first basketball rec basketball props to rec basketball though. Hey, let me just, you know, I don't only criticize things that wrecked us. The basketball program seems lovely. My kids having a great time. Nice to hear it. Interestingly you enough. Made your, you made your share of lanterns this year. So you're off the hook for this year. Yeah. You yeah. were like, I did. I did. Yes. Yeah. That's true. I did. I made a lot of crafts. Um, I, 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 I made some nice lanterns, which my kids shattered in the, bank parking lot because they were glass there's probably going to be like disclaimers on the lantern walk for next year saying please do not bring glass lanterns and it's going to be my fault um if that notice is in there um sorry um i don't want to bring glass lanterns next time because that felt embarrassing (laughs) you're just standing in that giant crowd and just (laughs) like (laughs) ah. <laughs> and there's no real easy solution either. Like, you know, nobody's got a dustpan and broom. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you gonna do? Like call the fire department? You know what I'm saying? Like who's the, like there's there's no there's no recourse when that happens. R- really the answer is you should not bring a glass lantern. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry again. That is my I, I there's no, nobody to blame but myself here. Um and um <laughs> we'll we'll learn a different type of lantern craft next year. <laughs> yeah, because well that was the thing was I the the reason that Corinne had brought it up was because I think I was um I had made reference to, to the lanterns that um, Cheyenne and her kids showed up with because we did a little lantern walk at, at, at my house, like um, a couple weeks beforehand. And that's what I, that's why I made these. Um, Zoe started them. She showed me how, but then they had to go to go to dance and they weren't coming back until it was time to do the lantern walk. Right. And no one else was around. So I had to do the lanterns, but then you know, Renzo just like walks in the house with this like perfectly formed star. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, like, Oh, like, all right guys, like just show up and show everyone up here. Like with your like brilliant stars, like very good. And and then they were actually like, we did this at the library. Like it wasn't like their own innate skill. Um, That's just, (laughs) that's just the kind of thing that you will produce if you go to these library lantern making workshops. Um, So I I didn't know that before then Um, I've only ever made or seen made like, you know, fairly simple ones, you know? So um, I was very intrigued and Corinne offered me the, the opportunity, but I couldn't make it happen. So next year, next year I'll, they, they have these it's again this is another thing that's totally my fault because one this is another thing that other people did really well is that they started doing these lantern workshops like many weeks in advance and yeah. they did a lot of them and all different so, styles yeah yeah some- so i am throwing no shade here all of the people involved with this did a very good job and i'm not telling them to do anything different i just needed to get on the ball with that for next year so yeah so lantern walk the only comment is um that i should improve um (laughs) (laughs) or or they could bring uh either no glass lanterns allowed or byo broom and dustpan yeah right yes if if you're going to (laughs) you need to bring like a um a thick trash bag that can 
that can contain, <laughs> that can properly contain the glass debris, right? And a proper dustpan and broom um, to cover it up. And um, or you could just do the better option and go make an awesome lantern that can't break if you drop it on the ground um, at the library ahead of time. Good but great tip, Peterborough, honestly. Um, and it does, it's, it's good because we, um, you know, Zoe covered the, um, the, the, the regular, the, the censorship Peterborough group. And I, um, I hit up the, uh, the hipper, newer, younger, more agile, uncensored Peterborough Facebook group, but we were looking for stories from residents and, you know, cause you know, th- there's, there's always those few random people and, no offense to any of them, but they always seem like they they have 80% of their marbles maybe. Um, and they will, they will always, you know, these are the people, right. And, and, and every single one of them will do this. Like you, you can, this is, this is how you identify this type of person because they will comment fondly about the hotel or whatever the hell it was that was where the bank is now downtown next to um and um the bank building's been there for a long time and it was built to match the rest of the brick downtown and it does and it it looks you know if you didn't know that it wasn't built with all the rest of it you you wouldn't um it it looks contemporary um, with the rest of the thing. So you truly have to be not even like, like, I feel like, um, no, not feel like I know like people who are our age, who, who grew up here, um, didn't see what happened before that bank building. You know what I mean? So like you could have grown up here and not known anything about that multi-deck wooden, building with a big long porch right so so those people that talk about that fondly these are like ancient peterborough peterboroughians right so we were hoping that you know and they do they 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 often throw out like random snippets and 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 vignettes of things um and so we were hoping we actually thought you know i think some people thought we were being cynical and looking for negativity i thought we would hear like some real um, not even, I was going to say Hallmark, but like Hallmark is, is almost too modern at this point. Like I'm like Courier and Ives type yeah. stories, you know, um, like, like some real, um, like, like real white Christmas era type shit, you know, um, it's what I expected or if anybody chimed in, that's, that's what we were, that's what we were looking for. Um, instead we, I don't know. Um, the Peterborough's Christmas past, unlike that of Scrooge, um, is not very happy. It seems like, <laughs> um, you know, is it, if we, if we know the, the Christmas story, you know, the, 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 the very, very nice flashbacks in, um, presented by the ghost of Christmas past to Ebenezer Scrooge, um, Peterborough apparently seems to be moving in the right direction as far as the ghost <laughs> of, of Christmas would, would might be concerned because back in the day, um, things would just be burnt down and destroyed. Apparently, um, you know, in the, in the regular Peterborough group, we, we did manage to capture one of those, um, people who yep. definitely remembers what was there before the bank, but all she wanted to share was about how, the old school burnt down in, in like 1970. 1970, yeah. Yeah. And and like how the how the firefighters like couldn't be home for Christmas and stuff because Yeah, and it burned it burning. sounded like it burned for like a day. Like this fire like the like townsfolk were gathering to watch it and they could see it from like na- different like many streets away and like yeah, like the the remember the yeah the the firefighter wasn't even just that he couldn't be home for Christmas like he like went home and like ate and, and like, like watched the kid open presents and then left. and like got called yeah. back because this was going on for that long you know yeah and apparently and I haven't had time to like look into this but um there was a 
the, <laughs> there was a an event that we actually talk about also on this podcast quite a bit that came out of the fire, apparently, which was that they said that that's what led to the creation of Conval. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. The district so was formed in light of the destruction of this uh, original school, I guess. Um, so Conval, so like, it's like, no wonder Conval is such a pain in the ass and such a clusterfuck because it was like born out of this evil Christmas fire, you know? Like, right. It's got like, Conval needs an exorcism or something. Yeah. Like that's like a bad, like, what were they thinking? Like, I like, you know, we always like to think of like the past. I mean, I guess we don't, we also don't think of the quaint past as being 1970 either. So like, what am I really saying? You know? I was like, where was the folk wisdom? You know, like this was the distant past, you know, but like, no, I mean, it was 1970. Like <laughs> we shouldn't really expect that necessarily, but really, if you think about it, why would you, if you're going to found a new school district after the, 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 legendary evil Christmas day fire. Like you have to like take steps to like mitigate, you know what I mean? Like, like you have to like intentionally compensate for that in some way. Um, Mm. and I don't think they did that. It explains a lot. It does explain a lot. And then in the other group, it was only, so the part of the impetus for this was because, um, on a story about something else, or maybe it was even a comment on one of our podcasts. I don't know, but, um, Blair Weiss, the founder of this group and uh, current member of the planning board, um, commented about how the previous Christmas tree, um, before the one that we now know as the town's Christmas tree, was cut down unceremoniously by a drunken man, um, a Gen Xer of some kind. But this was like, it sounded like this was like 10 or 15 years ago. And he's gone now. He might be dead. He came to a bad end. Uh, it's a very sad story. We only have half the story, but he was drunk and he cut down the tree. And my comment was that, um, and I'm not going to ask, I know you haven't seen this movie, but um, that it reminds, it sounds reminiscent of like Peterborough's Christmas version of the opening scene of um, Cool Hand Luke. Um, I won't spoil anything by telling you this, because like I said, it's the opening scene and maybe many of our viewers haven't seen it either, but it's um, Paul Newman. Luke um, is wasted in some city somewhere and he's got like a big, you know, some kind of like lug wrench tool and he's just going up to parking meters with his giant tool and he's just taking the tops off of them. And like, he's not trying to like take the money out of them or anything. He's just, he's got his tool and he's just uncapping them and knocking them on the ground and he's, and he's wasted. And, you know, like the cops show up and he just kind of like laughs at them, you know? And, um, later on when he's in jail, someone finally out, like, cause they, 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 someone finds out that that's what he's in for or something like cutting heads off. Maybe he tells them, I don't remember, um, that he, he was cutting the heads off parking meters and somebody's like, well, why, what were you doing that for? Like, what did you think that was going to get you? And he's just like, I was just settling an old score. Huh. And that's, that's the only explanation we ever get yeah, yeah, about yeah. Why, why he was doing it. But that's what this story sounds like to me, because the, there was another uh, contemporary of Blair's who chimed in to say that, that they remember that story and they were, they knew the guy and all that stuff. And neither of them explained nor gave any indication that they knew that they were in possession of this knowledge of why, um, this man did this, but obviously like this is an act like Luke in the movie where you're not just drunk carrying your ax down Grove street. You know what I mean? Like he got drunk, went and got the ax yeah. or the chainsaw or whatever it was. I said, it's they made it sound like it was an ax. I think, I think they used the verb chopped. Um, you know, so this dude like got drunk, like, got mad at the town maybe or Christmas or something and like chopped the tree down. And I, I believe he got the tree down before there, there was any intervention. Um, yeah. What but came that- out though in the comments on this one was that that was not even the first Peterborough tree to be unceremoniously cut down. 
The last time was in 1985, apparently, when four people, three Peterborough residents and one out-of-towner, that's as much information as I have, collaborated together to cut down a tree. And that tree was apparently much bigger than the one that we have now, because it sounds like it was in relatively the same place, but it was big enough that when it fell, it fell all the way across Grove Street and into the Italian park across the way, which our current tree absolutely could not do. It no. would not even make it to the end of the sidewalk, the near sidewalk, like our side of the street yeah, sidewalk. Right. You know? um, so it must've been a much taller pine tree back in the day. And that was um, cut down by some people. It almost sounds like something the youth of Ringe would do. Um, which, by the way, just as an update to that story, um, they have been slowly arresting people um, in that. Oh, wow. It's like, they're like, this is like, they're doing it like the, um, the January 6th rioters where they're just like slowly and systematically like finding them one at a time and being wow. like, yeah, we got you, we got you, we got you. I might be overstating the case a little bit, but like they, they, they have been getting them like one at a time. I mean, there's at least two or three who have been um, arrested and charged now. There, there are still toilet paper remnants in the trees in, in the, at the Ringe common, like it's remnants of, funny. of that, that battle. You know? Yeah, it's still still up there. They were they at least one of them I think I saw it was a Jaffrey resident, but they are not I, I was correct. They are not Franklin Pierce College kids. They are definitely local kids and they were younger. I want to say they were 20s. That's what that was your initial guess, I think. Yeah, I think I I think I I could be an FBI profiler. Um <laughs> Yes, based on the crime, <laughs> he has a goatee and drives a truck. Um, but uh, yeah, so update there. A little bit of a little bit of a, you know news story. Um, well, I hope I hope that uh, the current Peterborough Christmas tree. I hope that they like did something when they planted it that you know will break that curse. Well, that's sorry. I didn't, I didn't close that circle. That's kind of where I was going with it was that like, we actually, <laughs> you know, um, we do seem to be moving in potentially a positive direction. I don't, I don't get a lot of impressions that like Peterborough was that much better in the past. And it seems like it might've been worse and people might've somehow been angrier and, um, <laughs> which is funny to think about, you know? Um, but granted we didn't, we only got a couple of stories, but it is sort of telling that when like you ask for holiday related stories and the only things that people share are like a fire and a couple of Christmas trees that were like maliciously and lawlessly taken down. Um, and, and then of course you got one just bright shining Christmas spirit who was like, there was the time the town condemned a village of 26 people and threw them out on the street a week and a half before Christmas. That was actually the nightmare before Christmas, which thanks, not what I was asking for at all. Um, interesting characterization too, that the town condemned the village, making it seem like the town was just going after these people. Um, uh, also hatefully, you know, um, isn't what happened, but yes, I mean, I suppose that is a, that is a Peterborough Christmas story and it is contemporary, which, and it isn't happy, you know? So like maybe we're not totally out of the woods yet, but I don't think that was anybody's fault other than the landowner. Um, so <laughs> it definitely absolutely was somebody's fault. Um, one guy, you know, um, not the town though, not the, it's, it wasn't the town that did that. I don't think. And it wasn't a, the destruction of a town symbol like a school or a tree. Right. So I don't know if it carries the same omen weight as, as those things do. We'll just, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Maybe. Yeah. So I'm just thinking that we are potentially moving in the right direction, I guess. So that's, that's a great kind of holiday message that I would like to convey to the town. It's like, you know, well done. Merry Christmas. You're doing good. Um, you deserve a pat on the back. I don't give you guys a lot of pats on the back. A lot of the time you don't deserve it, but right now 
in the spirit of the holidays, you know, goodwill towards men is, is what I have towards you all. And, um, and I, I think that, you know, I can, I can acknowledge this, uh, looking on the bright side kind of aspect of things and that, that in, in some aspects, whatever might be wrong and however tense we might be and however, once in a while, it feels like the first season of the leftovers and that people could just lose their shit at any moment. Um, we might actually still be in the broad scheme of things going in the right direction, making improvements, making progress. And with that spirit, we should approach the new year. Here, here. Here, here. You know? Um, so, I think that that is probably the most positive note that I could possibly ever ep- end an episode. Right? Do we have, do we, we don't have anything to add to this? I, I feel that sounded like such a perfect ending that I just, yeah. I mentally just like closed it out. Yeah, totally. We'll, we'll get one more episode out before Christmas. And, um, we hope to, I haven't actually asked these people yet, so I'm not going to, um, name, name names in case, um, in case it's not possible, but we do hope to have one or two special guests, uh, come on to join us for our, our final, we're going to, it's going to be another Christmas episode, of course, um, because, uh, you can't overdo it in the month of December as far as these things go. So, uh, we'll, we'll do, um, we'll do another episode without, um, without drama, without angst, without, um, accusing the newspaper of malpractice. We will, um, you know, it'll be, it'll be another delightful romp. So I, I hope that you all are enjoying your holiday season. I, um, you know, it's, it's, we, we, we do all deserve it this year, every year really, but it's been a, it's been a tough one. The last few have been a tough one. Celebrate, enjoy it, soak it up, take in some magic of the lights and the music and the people around you. And, um, you know, hopefully you're surrounded by love. And, um, if not, try to make a plan where you can position yourself in the future to be surrounded by that love because you deserve it. And that's what we all should be aiming for. And we all will be less tense if, if we do that. So, um, Don't forget about our sound lord. He's a great fellow. We've got a new merchandise link in the uh, in the notes uh, this week. They did they did go over to um, Zazzle, I think maybe I don't know. They they moved over to a different a different venue, um, but they've got they they've got some great down by ten merchandise. But Chad Patterson is our sound lord. He is a sound lord uh, writ large, in fact, uh, with Studio One One Seven dot He can take care of. Any, you know, audio consultation, setup, production, mixing, um, you know, custom editing that you might want to do, any of that chat is available for. Um, reach out to him there, studio117.net, and go see his band. They're playing all over the place. They'll be back in Milford sometime in the next couple of months, I believe. We'll be promoting that. But Down by 10 is, has, has just in one year become New England's premier dad rock cover bands. Um, and they have gigs all over the place in Massachusetts, New Hampshire. Um, they, I don't know before long, if they haven't already, they will be in Maine. Um, they'll be Connecticut. will suck them in. Um, they, they're just, they're going to keep going in this wider circle. And if you want them at your private event, because what would make your private event stand out more than being able to tell your potential guests or your captive employees, whatever the case may be, that they get to listen to New England's premier dad rock playing covers from the 1960s to the aughts. Book them today. Book them in advance. Get them together. Contact info is in the show notes. Thank you so much, Chad. Thank you. I, you know, I wish you the merriest Christmas as well because you deserve it and you're a great fellow. Buy our merch as well, which is in the in the show notes. Um, you know, there's there's really not as many people as I thought looking for these great inside jokes, and um, you will miss out. They're only available for a limited time, and you know, 
there's nobody else producing Fight Club Santa t-shirts and notebooks and hats. Um, there's nobody else committing libel about the theft of $2.3 million on a t-shirt. No one else will do that. Um, you know, um, there's not even in this town actually an organized campaign to build a dog park, but we've got t-shirts supporting such a campaign. Um, we don't even like dogs, um, but we've got the shirts. So check that out. The link will be in the show notes. Thank you for joining us though. I think that we have hopefully put you in a, in a jolly good mood and that you're feeling positive about the future because, you know, despite all my rants and all my, you know, grievances and everything, I really do feel very positive about the future. I think there's some really good things in store and I like to think that we're going to share them together. So do the best you can take that good advice until we see you again. We'll see you one more time before Christmas. We love you. And, um, you know, like the menorah, you know, like, you know, like, like the trees, sing some songs. Let's make the most of this time. Go see Christmas Carol. Lots of good advice for you. All right. (laughs) The space lounge is here for your edification. All right. We will see you next time. Thank you again. Um, Good night. Good night.